1960, the U.S. Air Force dispatches then-Captain Joseph Kittinger to the edge of space. His mission? Find out if humans can survive over 100,000 feet above sea level, and then, just for funsies, do the world's highest skydive. Hello and welcome to Incredible Feats, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm your host, Dan Cummins. You can find episodes of Incredible Feats and all other Parcast shows for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. New Mexico, 1959. Colonel Joe Kittinger is a fighter pilot turned test pilot with almost a decade of experience soaring really high above the Earth's surface. Now the Air Force has assigned him to a new mission, Project Excelsior, and they've told him he's going skydiving. So maybe he won't be hurtling to the Earth just for funsies. Project Excelsior has two goals. One, learn to safely eject jet pilots if something goes wrong at a high altitude. And two, see how humans fare in the stratosphere. The plan is to have Joe the human guinea pig skydive from a balloon-powered gondola at the highest height known to man. In 1959, that's about 19 miles above sea level, or just over 100,000 feet. So high, he'll need a pressurized spacesuit to prevent his blood from boiling. Fun! That's when you know you're doing something really fun, when you need to wear a special outfit to keep your blood from boiling. Joe isn't just doing an epic skydive, he's doing a test run for future spacewalks before anyone has been to outer space. Joe doesn't go all the way to the stratosphere without practice. On November 16, 1959, Joe skydives out of a balloon gondola from a much lower height, like a non-blood boiling height. It's a warm up. If you can call skydiving from more than two and a half times the height of Mount Everest a warm up. As he falls, a portion of Joe's parachute deploys early and tangles around him. In freefall now, with no working parachute, Joe starts to spin really, really fast. He tries to stabilize himself, but the G-force from the spin knocks him out. He's unconscious, in the sky, falling to the earth. At 10,000 feet, the emergency parachute opens, slowing Joe's fall and saving his life. After landing, he thinks, maybe I should do something, anything else with my life and become like a community pool lifeguard or something. Kidding. This near-death experience does not stop him from taking things even farther. Nine months later, Joe's going up for real now, to blood-boiling altitude, with a planned ascent of 19 miles, five miles higher than the jump that almost killed him. Just before 5 a.m. on August 16, 1960, Joe gets in his suit and sits in the open-air gondola. He's been up all night, breathing pure oxygen for hours in order to remove all the nitrogen from his body. He's also been on a strict diet, no gassy foods. Easy on the bean and cheese gas station burritos when you're about to skydive from just below space. In low atmospheric pressure, expanding gas in his body could abort the mission. Those tasty, surprisingly satisfying burritos just aren't worth the risk. They rarely are. At 5.29 a.m., the gondola, basically a chair in a hot air balloon basket, lifts off from New Mexico. 
It'll only take Joe about 90 minutes to rise 19 miles because he's traveling in the Trans Am of hot air balloons. 40 minutes in, Joe's watching his pressurized suit inflate. Everything looks good, except his right glove. For some reason, it fails to pressurize with the rest of his suit. As he rises, Joe can feel his hand swelling. It's losing circulation. If he alerts Mission Control, they'll call off the jump now and destroy the culmination of years of work. And everything else does seem fine, so Joe makes the gutsy call of just risking permanent injury to his hand and going on with the mission one-handed. At 7 a.m., Joe reaches 102,800 feet over 19 miles above sea level. Ground control gives him the all-clear. Joe says, Lord, take care of me now, and he jumps. And he falls fast, 614 miles per hour fast. After four minutes, 37 seconds in free fall, his main canopy deploys. To avoid the G-force spin that almost killed him in the earlier test run, Joe's new and improved parachute is actually a multi-stage parachute system. A small pilot chute that deploys 16 seconds into free fall, a stabilizing canopy, and then, when he hits 18,000 feet, a main canopy. All three deploy as planned, and 13 minutes after his jump, Joe is back on the ground safe and alive. Well, mostly safe. His hand caught on fire and disintegrated on the way down, but other than that, he is totally good. No, his hand just hurts, but he'll make a full hand recovery. He says he's ecstatic because the mission is accomplished. He did it. Plus, he set the world record for the highest ever skydive, which he holds for decades until 2012 when he passes the torch to fearless Felix Baumgartner who you may recognize from our first episode, who Joe coached on to an even higher skydive. Thanks for tuning in to Incredible Feats. For more episodes of Incredible Feats, follow us on Spotify. And for more shows like this, check out the other podcast shows, all available on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. For more information on Colonel Joe Kittinger, Check out his autobiography, Come Up and Get Me, an autobiography of Colonel Joe Kittinger. For this episode, we found Joe's accounts told to National Geographic and Air Force TV incredibly helpful. And you can find more of me, Dan Cummins, by listening to my numerous stand-up comedy albums on Spotify, or by checking out my true crime, history, and more podcast, Time Suck, and my true horror and campfire tale podcast, Scared to Death. Listen, be inspired, and go accomplish your own incredible feats. More incredibleness on Monday. Incredible Feats is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Anthony Valsic. Produced by John Cohen and associate produced by Jonathan Ratliff. Written by Maggie Admire. Fact-checking by Kara Mackerlein. Research by Umbika Chotera, Jay Cahio, and Mickey Taylor. Incredible Feats stars Dan Cummins. Thank you.